podcast is sponsored by Audible. Audible, stay connected, informed, and inspired. Try Audible Premium Plus for 30 days free. Your 30-day trial comes with one credit, two credits for Prime members, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. With the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals, you can listen all you want. No credits needed. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash entertainmentrants to start your Audible Premium Plus 30-day trial today. $14.95 a month after 30 days. Cancel any time. Audible, it's time to start listening. Welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast, your number one opinion source for all things entertainment. Join host Marco Mazzola as he sounds off on the latest movies, TV, music, gaming, comic books, and more. Now, here's the man of the hour, Marco Mazzola. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Marco Mazzola, and with me tonight is my amazing wife, Amy. Hello, Amy. Hi, everybody. So tonight, we are doing... So this month, in January, <laughs> we're actually going to be doing... Um, uh, with the with the regular ranters, we're going to be doing a sort of month long version of the um, you know new me, mm-hmm. new you movie. So we have a whole, whole lot of stuff coming up, like mm-hmm. Father Like Son and vice versa, and uh, trading trading places. We're going to be doing that with the three geeky dads, all four of them. Um, so we're going to be recording that shortly. So that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. But uh, tonight, uh, we're Amy and I have been watching Spirited over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much on an endless loop. I know it's after Christmas, but we're dying to talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. I've been t- I probably told four or five people today to watch this movie, uh, including the Tancredis. So <laughs> when we were sitting there watching for adult class, so um, it has become one of our new favorite mm-hmm. Christmas movies to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, it stars Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. It's basically a musical version of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Well, another musical Let's get version. Another musical version. Um, you know, the one that nobody asked for, but it, we are so happy we got. Yes, um, for sure. So the reason, obviously, you know, without burying the lead, the reason we want to talk about it so bad is because we've loved it. Mm-hmm. And we loved everything about it. Um, the, the music is amazing. The dancing, the costumes, the the, the comedy mm-hmm. between Will Ferrell and, and uh, Ryan Reynolds is just spot on. I think they work really, really well together. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do more stuff together, but this was uh, a pure joy. So tell me your thoughts about the movie, Amy. So I think you really hit it on the head. I think it's the dynamic between Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell that really sells it and makes it as special as it is because you really feel the relationship between the two of them growing and evolving as the movie grows yeah and i think that's really that was really really amazing i mean it's a it's an updated version of a christmas carol Mm -hmm. i love every version of a christmas carol it's one of my favorite stories the idea that no matter who you are, you can change. Right. Some people just need a much bigger push. Yes. To change. And we talked about this when we did the Christmas Carol review yep. from North mm-hmm. Music Theater. Um, and you loved it. Billy the, loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the idea that it's never too late mm-hmm. to make a change or to be a better person or yep. to do the right thing. Yeah. I'm never going to get tired of that. I wouldn't have the job that I do if I didn't believe that. True. True. So, I mean, I think like I go into these, I'm sort of a sucker for them anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and prior to this, I'd have to say probably my favorite version. Don't laugh at me. Is the Muppets? Was the Muppets? No, that's a that's a pretty much that's a you was, know, a lot of people really love that one. Yeah, was a, the Muppets? And that's I think a very popular nostalgia one. for my childhood. Yeah. Kermit the Frog was always my favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
And then, but I, this I might like even more. So this to me falls more in the line of Scrooge, where it's like an offbeat version. It's not like almost like a strict retelling of the story, even with a twist mm-hmm. like the Muppets or something like that. Um, so let's break it down. So spoilers if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Stop the podcast. Go watch the movie. It's playing on Apple TV. That's the Apple Apple TV Plus. It's the only place right now that you can watch it. I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was produced by Apple actually. Uh, so that's why it's you know it's a, it's a made for basically for Apple TV Plus movie made by them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it was incredible. Let, let's kind of go through um, the director Sean Anders and he also wrote it. Um, again, it stars Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, Octavia Spencer, Patrick Page plays Marley, uh, Sunita Mani plays pa- the past ghost, ghost of Christmas past, ghost of Christmas, but they just call her past. Uh, Lauren G. Woods plays yet to come. He's the physical mm-hmm. version. He's really tall, but Tracy Morgan plays the voice, the voice of, the, of, of yet, to come. yet to come. And Will Ferrell plays present. He's the yeah, Christmas ghost, present. ghost of present, Christmas present. Um, but there's a twist, and we'll talk about that because again, spoilers on the movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it. But here's the, the, what I loved about it because it's not just uh, like I said it's not a straight retelling it's a whole different version where Ryan Reynolds basically plays a, a, a guy who owns a media company his name is Clint Briggs he owns a media company that basically helps clients become popular become famous get what they need through their social media and he does it through extremely awful tactics basically ripping apart making a fake news about their opposition mm-hmm. whoever their opposition yeah. might be and you know Totally through trashing scandal. them through scandal and all different ways of just trashing them horribly. So he's deemed unredeemable, much like Scrooge was unredeemable but by the the by the. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. But they call him unredeemable because he's committed to the belief that people never change. Right. That's why he's unredeemable. Exactly. So basically, Not, as Will Ferrell tells you, because he drowns puppies. Right. So, so um, the 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 afterlife is filled with basically musical and a lot of tap dancing and, and dancing and singing and so the this spirits. This is how I picture yes. the afterlife. By and, the way, and I am going will, to enjoy and I am going to try to kill myself it. again. Uh, <laughs> just and just be with it longer. Yeah, won't that be fun with all the tap dancing? So. Um, Basically, the spirits in the afterlife now their job is to help one person a year or mm-hmm. a, a perp, as they call them, which I think is hysterical, um, become you know their next Scrooge, if you will. They they redeem this person and they turn them back to be a force for good mm-hmm. for humanity. You know, so some undesirable who has done a whole bunch of bad crap, they try to turn around through the haunting, just like they did in the Christmas Carol. So, what I love of the fact of this movie is that it recognizes a Christmas Carol as something that actually happened. It does, it, it, it's self-aware. It's meta, if, mm-hmm. if, you, if you will. So they call meta now, right? That way, yeah. They understand that a Christmas Carol did happen. So the biggest twist, which I love, 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 yeah. love, is that Will Ferrell is Scrooge. He mm-hmm. is Ebenezer Scrooge, who had been redeemed and then died and now became the ghost of Christmas present. And the whole movie basically is centers around, obviously, Ryan Reynolds and them trying to redeem him. But also... Will Ferrell's, you know, his Scrooge basically trying to find out if he was truly redeemed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he is, he can take his retirement from being the ghost of Christmas present and mm-hmm. live the rest of life on <clears throat> Earth as a human and live out his days in the present, you know, uh, which I thought was a great twist to be. But we don't find that out until Will Ferrell being the ghost of Christmas present is taking Ryan Reynolds through his present, a little bit in his past, because when we'll get there, because that was a great part. But he's taking him through his present, and Ryan Reynolds just not 
letting up. He asks him, he just constantly tries to switch it around, mm -hmm. which just drives Will Ferrell crazy. So eventually, he takes him to his own past, yeah. to the you know to to Will Ferrell's past, and shows him that he was Scrooge, and he was the only other unredeemable to go through the program. Mm -hmm. And if it worked for him, it can work for you know for Clint, if you mm -hmm. will. Um, which then leads into one of my favorite scenes and one of my favorite songs. So we'll get to the songs because the songs are just, obviously it's a musical, so it's 90% singing, mm -hmm. okay? Um, it's not 90% singing. There's a lot of action that happens in this one in between. Yeah, but it's so many songs. But I'm not complaining because I love it. I love it. And we know now, yes, I know, I love musicals now. Okay, it's been one of Amy's biggest contentions that I always say that I used to I didn't like musicals. I wasn't a musical person. This, I'm not really big on musicals. The last since six Hamilton, years, you've been pretty big on musicals. Since Hamilton, I've been bigger on musicals. I'm not going to see them all. And Evita, too. You Evita, really yes. were into Evita yeah, for so a while. Yeah, so I definitely get with musicals a lot more than I ever used to. Mm -hmm. All right, there, there. We've, we've all solved that. So we solved that plenty? Good. All right. So... <laughs> So let's talk about some of our favorite parts, you know, and and how the movie progresses and where where we start. So my one of my favorite parts in the movie, like there are two, my two, I have two favorite songs, but the first one is the one that Ryan Reynolds sings at the beginning when he's um, they're introducing his character. Yes, um, and it's called "Help Me Out Here." Um, this uh, actually, I have the I have it right up here. Hold on one second, I will find it for you. Uh, let's see story. No, bringing no. back Christmas. Yes, right? it's bring bring bringing 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 back, back Christmas. Christmas. So it's this whole like you see Ryan Reynolds' character up there, and he's, he's giving a speech giving, for Christmas tree. Basically, producers mm -hmm. people produce real Christmas trees, and right. their 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 economy, their business is in the shitter mm -hmm. because everybody's going fake. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going you know fake commercial trees. Yeah. So he's trying to help them through his company mm -hmm. back on top, back their sales going up. Yes, and of course it turns into a musical number. Right, and it's really it's really impressive. You watch how he he lays out his whole thought process, which is like you know people are basically lazy. And desperate to be happy. So what you need desperate to, to be do liked. is, yes. So what you need to do is you need to feed the hate that they feel for the. It's not a knife. It's not enough to just market your product is better. Right. You need to make it contentious, and you need to say that like you are selling, you're selling your values here and Christmas of old and all these things, and you need to make it divisive to be on one side or the other. Right. So that you're on the side of right and the other people are on the side of wrong. And they push that through the media, including <clears throat> um, uh, late, the Late Show, right, with Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon. <laughs> He's on and there. And how you, like, yeah, and how, but that's what you have to do. If you want to move your product, this is what you have to do, which I think resonates on so many levels sure. with so so many things sure. that are going on in the world right now that Sounds we don't like they're need trying to, to get cancel into. Fake Christmas trees. Well, exactly. So it's it's really you know, and it's really powerful. And you watch. I mean, obviously it's a movie, but you watch how these people respond to him, and you can see like someone who has charisma or someone who is selling it, but also because of everything we've been through, particularly politically and everything up and down, you can see that like people completely buying in yep. and hating and the hatred that develops. It's really fascinating to watch. <laughs> Will Farrell says at one point it's one of my favorite lines in the whole 
in the whole thing. Oh my God, he's the perfect combination of Mussolini and Seacrest. Yes. And in that moment, it is like he's like this charismatic, divisive leader, but he's also up there, like, you know, smooth and slick and yeah. very Ryan Seacrest. Yes. Very Ryan Seacrest. So it's Charming amazing. the pants off everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It is an incredibly, I love it. Like, it's a great number. Yes. Um, it's, it's, I think it's my favorite one in the whole, yeah. and it comes really early on, but I think it's my favorite one in the whole musical. Yeah. It's just so. So well done, well timed. And if you watch the dancing, and one of the things that I like the most about the dancing is they don't just dance. Like they use all the props and everything that are available to Mm -hmm. them. Like when the people are sitting at the convention tables, they're moving. Like their arms are moving, their hands are moving. They're like moving in the chairs. They're not just. Yeah, everybody in the audience becomes part of the musical number. Yeah, it's incredible. They they create the entire dance sequence. Um, So it's rated PG-13. It actually, runtime is two hours and seven minutes. I completely forgot that. It doesn't feel like over two hours. Mm -hmm. No. It feels like it goes by pretty quick. Um, So back down to music, my favorite, and you know this, is Good Afternoon. (laughs) So when they go back to the past, to Mm -hmm. Ebenezer's past, um, and basically at one point... um, he sees Ebenezer, the old Ebenezer, the original, talking to a kid. He tells the kid, good afternoon. And a few other people, and they all start like, going, oh, my God, oh, my God, why would you say that to somebody? So Ryan, Ryan Reynolds eventually asks him, like, why did everybody get so pissy when you said good afternoon? He goes, well, back in the 1800s, good afternoon was a sick burn, right? It was basically like saying F you. Yeah. Like, really, it was extremely re- graphic. Extremely graphic. So that turns in, again, to a whole musical number. Ryan Reynolds kicks off Good Afternoon. So I've used that. I posted a, a, an mm-hmm. image from it with Good Afternoon. It's basically said, if you know, you know. Uh, and that's on our, our Facebook and our Instagram page if you, if you want to go see that. And I just, I love it. <laughs> you and I will do it to each other. Good afternoon. <laughs> just, to, just to play with each other and have mm-hmm. some fun. Uh, it's, that is my favorite song. He, gets, he basically gets Will Ferrell to start using it during that time because of course he can't he's supposed to be you know the christmas present spirit mm-hmm. and he's supposed to be good he's, he's doing for good he's trying to help everybody out and, and and turn people around so he can't be saying things like that and he gets them to say it was hysterical so it's also that song and it's probably because they do what i do but a lot in, <clears throat> in social work we talk about like meeting people where they're at and not just like sort of sitting in your ivory tower with your education and in that song it reminded me a lot or you can see like the value of sort of like meeting the person where they're at right mm-hmm. like you have to be really careful with that and that you're not getting too sucked in because i think at times definitely will farrell's character was but there's this value in like joining the person where they're at because when you're too far away or your goals are too lofty or you're trying to approach from like too high a perspective yeah you're not going to get the person to buy in. The yeah. first step is the buy-in. Yes. And sometimes you have to be really creative to get the buy-in. Yeah. And it, that was very creative. That was really good. That song was, uh, it, it's a really um, uh, energetic song. The dance numbers mm-hmm. inside of it is a lot of tapping. And we get to see Judy Dench walk by and says her name. And they're like, mm-hmm. was that really Judy Dench? No, she's a national treasure. I liked her name. I liked her in chocolate. Chocolat. Chocolat. <laughs> That was so good. So actually, I was listening to the album today, and Judy Dench is not on it. I know because they don't want to pay her most likely. Because if she's on there, so there's a lot of that throughout <laughs> the album. If you listen to the album, yeah, there's a lot of like the little background stuff that would happen interactions, and they don't put them in there because if they do, they'd have to pay those people yeah. rights every time the music yeah. is played. Mm-hmm. Every time an album is sold, they have to pay mm-hmm. them. So part of their price is probably too. So they just cut them out. So I was disappointed in that because it's kind of weird. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you see her in the, on screen, but when you know her yeah. part's coming up, and they're like, oh, is that Judy Dench? Like, nobody said anything. Yeah. It's an audio thing. Can't really understand that. But it doesn't take away from the song. The song is amazing. Um, anyway, so oh, that was playing. That's fine. So, um, all right. Let's go through it. So we start out with them, the, the spirits, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Christmas yet to come is basically doing the thing at the grave this woman you know she's uh karen karen thanks she's I mean, she is a karen um she you know he's basically giving her the whole that you're gonna die if you know, this is what's gonna happen if you don't straighten up and she straightens up and you know she goes back to her you know her present and and it does the whole basically the, the scrooge thing she turns around the neighborhood you know everybody in the neighborhood hated her now they love her so that was really good and then every time they do that they sing a big song mm-hmm Right, they, they they basically sing the song with the person, and like everything's great. It, it, the musical numbers are awesome, um, and that's when we start off on the adventure. Right, we see what happens in the afterlife, and Will Ferrell. Now they're going to try to find next year's perp. Right, so it, basically right away they have some chili, which I thought was really funny. Every time they they saw it, every time when they want to do these things, it's all about the ripples. They say right, mm-hmm. what kind of ripple when they redeem somebody, when they may turn somebody, what ripples does it cause? Yeah, and they're trying to find the one that's going to give the most ripples to, you know, affect the most change and help out. So, um, I don't know why. I never understood the chili thing. Can you explain? It's just what they do. I think it's just what they do. They just have chili after. Yeah, I think it's just what they <laughs> so do. We I see don't Marley think later at the end. Look too he's deeply eating, into he's it. He's just eating chili. So, then they try to find the next perp who turns out to be, they want to do the, this guy who's like in Canada, right? He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a hotel manager, just an absolute douche hotel manager. And, uh. While they're there, that's when Ryan Reynolds shows up because he's there meeting the Christmas tree people. And he walks, you know, right right in towards uh, uh, Will Ferrell. And that's when he kind of turns and he's like, wow, this guy's way bigger of a, mm-hmm. a piece of work than, the, than the, the manager. So that's where it all, that's where we change him. That's what we find. But they always say they don't want him. They don't want to do it because he's unredeemable. And it's really hard to change an unredeemable. And they don't want to waste a year. On somebody they don't think they can do it, but mm-hmm. he talks him into it. I love the way he talks him into it, but he's like, I'm about to sing another song. And Marley's like, Listen, she's toasting the song, you can do it. <laughs> don't sing. If you don't, yes. You can have your perp. You can have great. it if you just stop singing. Yes. I'm actually late to another meeting. Yep. <laughs> just just do it. It's fine. So they get they do all the legwork. Mind you, Christmas passed, she is also already enamored with him, with Ryan yep. Reynolds, with Clint Brakes, because he's hot. Mm-hmm. And so while they're talking about him, she's already getting like hot and bothered. She's like, I've only been dead 40 years. <laughs> you know, mama needs some. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. And uh, they couldn't believe it. So my favorite part of that is that she, she does, they finally get going, right? Mm-hmm. It's Christmas Eve and they get going. She goes to take him to the past. She comes back early. They're like, where the hell are you? Why are you back so soon? She's like, well... So here's what happened. We kind of knock boots in the middle of the of middle of the haunt. He's in his past. Don't worry. Can you go back? Because uh, I can't do this. Yeah, I, yeah she, she had sex with him in the middle of the haunt. I I I did not see that coming. No, me either. But then she and Will Farrell like end up. So then Will Farrell ends up replacing her yeah. and taking him. To the past, past and the present. And the present. Which is good because obviously we had to see him in a lot more of the movie mm-hmm. than just the part. My favorite is those when the ghost of Christmas yet to come. It's like, don't you come back with the same story she did. <laughs> so that was funny because he doesn't talk, right? The Christmas mm-hmm. yet to come. I always see just points. Well, he's not able to talk like, on the in haunt. the haunt. Yeah, he talks in everywhere the afternoon, else. In the afternoon, everybody else, he's fine. When he's just with his, you know, the, the spirits. Mm-hmm. But during the haunt, when he's with the perp, he can't talk. And that was, that was great how they... 
they did that. Um, so anyway, so now you get Will Ferrell through most of the rest of it and trying. You know, it's basically two storylines running in sync. Because then Will Ferrell like he starts to like Ryan Reynolds' assistant, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I thought was interesting. She's not his assistant. She's his executive vice president. That's like, right. She's, executive she's vice president. like his number two. Yeah, she and she's the one who digs up all the dirt on people. Mm-hmm. So, Oppo. Oppo. She does opposition research. Right. That's Octavia Spencer. Yes, and 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 you know she's obviously not extremely happy with the life choices she's made to do this because it's a pretty. Well, I think that she's. I think she's. A, yeah, I think she's okay with it, but I think it's sort of like. It's starting to wear on her, right? Yeah, it she's done it on for you. a long time. You know, she's digging up research. She's basically digging up dirt, dirt on people for a living and like highlighting their mistakes. Yes, and I think what really sort Which of turns effectively her, then ruins their life mm-hmm. most of the time. So she knows that yeah. she has a hand in ruining these people's lives, no matter how insignificant it might be. Mm-hmm. But then they turn it all around and make it this big thing to cancel that person, mm-hmm. and she's helping to do that. Yeah. But, you know, you see, you get to see her story arc, too, in terms of, like, her changing. That um, there is, you know, Clint has a a sister who passes away, and he has a niece. And the niece wants to run for um, student council president in the eighth grade. And he helps her find some information to cancel one of her uh, her opponent. Yeah, her opponent. And, uh, Who was basically uh, like a shoe-in almost, yeah. right? And well, maybe yes, maybe no. Yeah, but it was like, probably, it seemed, it seemed like so, she was very much like he's just going to yeah. win no matter and, what. And Kimberly, who is Octavia Spencer's character, helps dig up some unflattering stuff that he posted, you know, I mean, when he was in sixth grade. So now we're talking about eighth grade. So as a 12-year-old, yeah. right? Is, you know, is, he's posting stupid stuff that 12-year-olds post. Right. And then... You know, a couple of years later, she's getting ready to use it against him so that he'll get canceled. Yeah. And what you see, you know, through Christmas yet to come, is this, you know, this kid ends up committing suicide yeah. because of the canceling. Right. And so that's the thing that really starts Ryan Reynolds turning. Yes. And saying like, whoa, 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 whoa. We, because of a little online dust up, this is what he did. Yeah, because he's 14. Right. And, like, they can't see their way out. No. So, yeah. And I, I'm really glad that they handled that as seriously as they yes. did. Because they think that, yeah, that's that's one of the biggest problems, yeah. right? Oh, it with, happens every day. Right. With all of this stuff, right? Yeah. And I was, I was really happy that they did such a serious treatment of that. And the repercussions, not just for this kid, right? Obviously that this kid is dead. Mm-hmm. But the repercussions on his niece. Like, yep. that she shunned, basically, right? Because mm-hmm. she did this. Yeah. And that, you know, his tactics may help people win, but what's the cost? Right. And what's the cost in the long term? Yeah. And that that's, I don't think anything he'd ever considered before. And I'm not sure that the character would have if it wasn't, you know. No. If it no, wasn't. he was very happy doing what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He was very good at it. Mm-hmm. It was more about the the hunt. It was more about the kill yeah. than the repercussions. He couldn't care less because he, he got what he wanted. He got what he wanted. He got very rich off of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I thought that was, like you said, it was very well handled. You know, a super, super touchy subject, uh, super important subject to talk about, especially nowadays. Uh, so, yeah, I'm glad they, they highlighted that and but didn't make a joke out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, OK, so we got th- we got through that. What else we wanted to talk about? Um, so, yeah, the sister, that was mm-hmm. that was kind of the thing that that's a major thread is the sister who dies of cancer, at a, I believe, yep. um, you know, she's a single mom. She got, you know, she got um, pregnant on her own and had the daughter. And, you know, then when she's dying, 
she asked Ryan Reynolds, she asked Clint to take care of her daughter, and he's so selfish and he's so busy, and he doesn't, he's not going to be a dad, and um, he doesn't do it. So their other brother, Owen, who is like the nicest guy in the world, but you know, he's, he's kind of a doof. He's kind of a doof, right? He's you know, he's just hapless and and not really going anywhere, doing anything. Um, so he, of course, is like, I'll do it. You know, I'll take care of her. You know, uh, and of course, that's one of the bigger turning points too. And he keeps showing. They did it like twice. Basically, mm-hmm. they showed him that scene of his sister and him, her talking to him. You know, basically from her, from her hospital bed. And that he feels regret there too. Yeah, like he feels regret there, and that he, yeah. you know, that 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 was a bigger piece that he does regret being selfish. But there are things in his life that, like, you know, he's very clear as they're going through it that, like, he doesn't regret that he lost that relationship, or he doesn't regret that he's, you know, where he is right now. Um, for a lot of reasons, right? But there are bigger things like, yeah, losing his sister and not who was having, like the best to him. Like she yeah. was like really, really good to him. You who know, was really, better than his mother yeah, and took care of him really yeah. when he was a kid. Yeah, and then, his mother was just a, a drunk. She yeah. was an alcoholic. So yeah, and so you know, through that, like you know, beginning to own it. Um, but I also think it was really it was interesting. Like he felt terrible about the kid and really wanted to take that back. But everything else he was fine with. Do you think he was fine? That's what a question I wanted to ask you. Do you think he was fine? Because I feel like with a lot of people, no matter how much they put up a front and the more they argue, mm-hmm. and the more they defend it, it seems like they're the more they don't believe what they're saying. And they mm-hmm. know that he knows he was a douche and he knows that he was selfish and he knows and he regrets more than he's letting on. Because anytime Will would bring something to him, he would just bup, 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 and you know try to defend it and just he using his slick mm-hmm. tactics and it was almost like you know he's trying to talk his way out of mm-hmm. believing it, but well, even though deep down he does. Mm-hmm. And towards the end, he didn't do that as much, right? But also like once he saw the you know the kid commit suicide, he was like, okay, let's just be done, yeah. let's just be do this, and then um, he really couldn't sort of couldn't get his way through quick enough, right? Um, and I think, I mean, I feel like he wasn't, maybe he had begun to turn and change, um, but he wasn't totally there. He's no. not totally there until the very, very end. Right. Because then they become bros. Yeah. <laughs> so him and Will Ferrell, so he he basically builds a relationship with, with, with mm-hmm. present, right? They, yep. they become really close friends throughout this whole process because there's, because again, they were both unredeemables and they see, you know, each other for who they are and, um, so he starts to become very f- friendly with him and helps tries to help him get with Kimberly because Will Ferrell he starts to fall for Kimberly, mm-hmm. you know. And if he's going to take his retirement and become human again, he wants to be with her. So you know, breaks basically helps to make that happen. Well, and I think somewhat from a selfish perspective, like to get the heat off of him, right? But also, I think because he's showing some, starting to show some caring for Will Ferrell, yeah, and really wanting what's best for him, yes. And that's, uh, I thought that was, I thought that was a nice touch and, and, you know, mm-hmm. and putting him out there for that. So, you know, he, he starts to, do, it's some of the times they were together. Like, obviously they spend the most time together in the movie. Um, and, you know, whether they're in the present or the past or the future or whatever, and people can't see them or can't see them, you know, as the whole thing uh, it happens during a Christmas carol, you know, usually when they're in, in a reenactment. And that was really funny. The whole thing was basically like a reenactment, especially the past stuff. Right, the the the, the people for the the, the the spirits had a whole departments mm-hmm. to recreate the past scenes and things like that. So again, it's a different take on how they how they get it to happen. 
But you go to like Clint's Christmas Eve party, mm-hmm. you know, and there's people like some people can see him, and then at one point they 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 can't. Um, the people all dressed up for a Christmas Eve party in costume. I thought that was hysterical. Um, I did see, too. You see, like you know, the heat miser, mm-hmm. one of his guys. You see, um, uh, uh, um, his brother, the brother Owen, is mm-hmm. dressed up as Eddie from a, from a Christmas vacation. He's mm-hmm. dressed up as Uncle Eddie, uh, and then you, at one point, Will Ferrell, right, like he can see when he's alive, he runs into somebody who's dressed as Elf. He's like, he looks stupid. <laughs> like, okay. It's hysterical. Yeah, we, I mean, it's, it's kind of like an easy gag, but mm-hmm. I, I just appreciate it. I love when they do stuff like that. I know people hate that kind of thing. I think it's funny. It's yeah, it's kind of pandering. It's like, all right, it's an easy joke. You're making a reference to Elf and it's Will Ferrell. Yeah, but but you know, I'd almost feel like it's a miss if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. You I know agree. what I mean? So that that was really funny. Um, so what were some of your other favorite parts of the, of, of the movie? Um. So I. I really enjoy the um, the good afternoon sequence, but I also like the song that I also enjoy um, when Will Ferrell sings "Unredeemable." Yep. Um, I think there's there's a lot of power to it. Although I have to say, yeah, let's get to this because we both want to talk about this in terms of singing. Oh boy, maybe not the strongest bunch of singers. No, I think out of like the the three main would be obviously Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, and. Octavia Spencer, mm-hmm. like the other three who have like the biggest solos or biggest numbers. Uh, in my opinion, Ryan Reynolds has the best voice yeah. and you know weight of singing. Oddly enough, I, I for I would put hands down that would have been Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's I not. And she, really she's a great surprised. actress, but singer, a wonderful singer, she is not. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, the stage production when they eventually get around to making a stage production, like mm-hmm. a Broadway show out of this, they'll obviously have some. Yeah. Really good singers, like Will Ferrell. God bless him. I, I, I love him. I know Larry can't stand him. Um, I love Will Ferrell, but like, man, sounds like a, a, a bag of cats being thrown against the wall when he's singing. It's well, really, it's, it's, it's a little tough. I, I don't know if it would that bad, oh, but I do think that not it's hit. not. Yeah, but I do think that there are, you know, stronger voices, shall we say? But I don't know that they would have had the personality to play the role. No, that's the point. But remember him and Alpha. He's like, I'm singing. I'm in a store. And I'm singing. Like, that's the range. Like, it's better than that, obviously. But because that was just a joke. But mm-hmm. it's it was it, to me some parts. Some of the times he was trying to sing, like the big ballads and his solos, sounded like, oh, this is just Will Ferrell trying to sing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he probably thinks he's really good in the bathroom or in his car. Mm-hmm. He sounds great. <laughs> but in this movie, it's not so much. Well, I think it was the best that they were going to get. Yeah. Um, and let me say, though, it to me, it doesn't detract from the movie. No, I agree. We've watched it so many times, listened to the album mm-hmm. a bunch of times, and it is them singing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is. it might not be the strongest singing, but it's still wonderful, and the movie's still wonderful, and it doesn't stop me from watching it again and again. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. The reviews on it are mostly positive. I'm looking at like IMDb. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of eights and tens. There's some lower ones, um, you know, but there's always going to be. But for reality is it's mostly positive. Although the IMDb rating is only 6.6 out of 10. And so there's obviously a lot of lower ratings. There are. There's definitely some lower ratings. But uh, it average like sevens, and the sevens is like about the highest, like the most common. Um, I, what would you give it? So, how many good afternoons would you give it? Well, how many? What, and I, we're kind of jumping to the end. We're not done talking about it, but 
What? Uh, how many? What's what's my rating system? One to five? Yes. Do this every time. I'd probably <laughs> where's Mila? We go through this every time. I'd probably give it four good afternoons because yeah. of the singing. Yeah, I'd probably go. Yeah, I would go between four, four and a half. I, I the singing pull, pulls that half point mm-hmm. off for me. Um, other than that, it's just yeah, it's just a fun ride. The uh, the comedy. Let's talk about the comedy in this one because it's just chock full. Obviously, it's two great comedians, um, comedic actors uh, uh, working off each other. Which again, we talked about was just an amazing uh, mm-hmm. pairing, and their their chemistry worked really well together. Um, and some of the stuff that they come out with almost seems like it's um, uh, improvised, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it probably wasn't. But maybe, maybe not. I want to check into that. Sometimes some of the best stuff comes out that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, when you were talking about, you know, the, the, the boy who committed suicide and, and, you know, before that, he's just like, you know, you get what you get. When you say things like that online, you know, you just got to take the lumps with the, the lumps and you take what you got to get. And then Will Ferrell says what? He was in sixth grade, you butt crack. <laughs> you butt crack. It's just like the harshness that they speak to each other mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie until the end when they're yeah. buddies. Um, the harshness that they get at each other is just hysterical. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it it's, really it's is. Pretty. Yeah. He had a couple, like he had a couple of them. That's that's one of my favorites. That is ones. one of your favorite because yeah. you still you still called that one. Absolutely. You know, I think that that's, um, I think watching the interplay between the two of them, of course, they're most of the movie. Yeah. Like, I think watching that, but also watching the relationship grow mm-hmm. and then become bros at the end of the movie. Yeah. I mean, and actually that that's what redeems him, right? Yeah. Is his ability to form this relationship with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, with Will Ferrell, excuse yeah. me. Is that Clint's ability to form this relationship at present that that's actually what redeems him in the end. Yes. And gets him to finally sort of like get over the hump and yeah. be redeemed. Yeah. So major spoilers, let's talk about the ending. Because mm-hmm. um, the ending is one of those endings that as much as having seen the whole ending, I love it. But it's one of those endings that bothers me. Because I'm, you know, I'm a, a usually a, I like I like the positive ending, and it's not that it's not a positive ending. You it only is. like a happy ending. I love a happy ending. It's not that it's a only. not a happy ending. It, in a way, it is, and in a way, it isn't. Right. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, when Ryan Reynolds has he saves Will Ferrell from, mm-hmm. because Will Ferrell's like I need to go back and be a spirit again because he's basically this is this isn't working out. He jumps in front of a bus. Mm-hmm. Well, to Will, kill himself essentially. But Will Ferrell does that because he wants to try to save Ryan Reynolds. Yes, and because he has this own internal conflict about like, am I really good yeah. or am I not good? Yeah. And, you know, Ryan Reynolds says to him, of course you are. And Will Farrell's like, what do you mean now? People change? You don't think people change. Right. And so he just sort of, like, goes to throw himself in front of a bus. And then Ryan Reynolds pushes him out of the way. way. And that's when the bus, everything stops. Mm-hmm. That's the moment they know they've redeemed him. Because mm-hmm. he gave selfishly of himself to save a friend, to save someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they do their big musical number. They redeemed him. Right? Um, which is a great musical number. And then, boom, the bus hits him. Like, everything, you know, they, they, all the spirits go away, and the reality comes back. It was back. not expected. Not expected. It launches him mm-hmm. well in the air and down the road into, like, the back of a pickup. And you see his legs hanging out. Mm-hmm. And he gets up like, man, that hurt. And he looks, and he looks down. He's still, you know, his body's there. And he realizes he's, he's dead. And then the spirits come back. And so now it's that... Again, to me, that's not a happy ending. Like, right, you want them to be friends and they, they're, they're, everybody's alive and it's great. But it worked because he then is, he's like, this this sucks. But then his sister 
Mm-hmm. His dead sister comes to see him, and she's like, "No, no, come with me. It'll be fine. We're gonna go to the afterlife together." And then Brian Reynolds or Clint Briggs, being the ultimate salesman, says, "Wait, wait, wait! I got, I got a better plan." So just going off to the bright white light, even though Molly's like, "No, no, go ahead, go to the go light. light, go, go to the light. light." He's trying to get rid of him. He's like, ready light. to get rid of him. He's yeah. totally ready to get rid of him at this point. Um, he's like, "Wait a minute, I got an idea. It's a lot of orthodox. Hear me out." So then he becomes the ghost Christmas present. Well. I don't know if he be like yeah, not, yeah. maybe he, not right present. away. He is present when he we see present. him. Yeah. But remember that that's at least eight years later. Right, right. So I don't know if he's been present the whole time. Or it did seemed he like have it because they had to replace him because yeah. Will, Will Ferrell's is alive. He's yeah. alive, so they had no Christmas presents for the next very next year. Mm-hmm. So they had to bring in somebody. So I think he becomes very much because he seemed like by the time we see him, he's very entrenched mm-hmm. in what's going on. He knows what's happening. He's running the show almost. Oh, Marley's no, almost taking a sit back seat, but he, you know, because he's well, kind of doing a lot of what what Ryan Reynolds is asking him to do. Well, I also think like Will Farrell was basically <clears throat> running the show. Like he and Marley were more, you know, they were partners in life, yeah. and so they carried that through to the afterlife, right? Whereas I think Ryan Reynolds is now he's a force for good, so yeah. he's taking all that energy and thing that he had and like. But said, he ran a company. Yeah, he ran a exactly. major corporation, so, you know, so he's, he's kind of running that corporation. Exactly. So he's they're expanding. You yeah. know, there's going to be the ghost of Ramadan past yes. and the ghost of Hanukkah yet to come. And there's <laughs> right. a whole thing. You're going to love it. And then they're running this um, self care thing. <laughs> we love you, you know, our ongoing self care thing. And you know, they're expanding. And yeah, and it's just very, but it's very like you know, and he's, obviously, and he's quote unquote, married to Christmas past. Yes. Right, yeah. Ronald Reynolds is married yeah. Christmas past, but it's, and his sister's working there. His sister's there, so they've expanded. Yeah. You know, it's all of these so things. He's with his like, sister in the mm-hmm. afterlife. He's married to Christmas past, uh, and they're trying to come up. That they have a new perp, mm-hmm. this female apparently, who they're trying to you know turn, and they can't figure out how to get her. Like they can't figure out what yeah. the hook is. Right, everybody's got to have some kind of you know chink in the armor. Mm-hmm. Like what's you know how do we get her? So he, he goes to Will Ferrell first. You know, goes to he can he can make himself seen. And solid, mm-hmm. right? Like he, so he goes to them because he's like, "All right, hi, how you doing? Good to see you. It's been a while, you know." Giggles her big hog, and he and Will Ferrell's in the in the backyard with their two boys, Ronnie and what was the other one? I think it's a girl. Oh, that's right. There was a girl. That's right. There was a girl. It was a girl and a boy. Sorry, it was a girl and a boy. And uh, he's trying to put together like those, like one of those play sets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just screaming at him. I can't put together the damn screws. Keep falling to the grass. And like, sorry, sorry. Sometimes it comes out. Sometimes it just comes out. And you see Will Ferrell talk to the kids. He's, he's yelling, "Hey guys!" And he kneels down to give him a big hug, and they charge at him. And he makes himself like transparent. They just fly right through. He's like that never gets old. They just fly. <laughs> that gets me every time. That never gets old. But it's Ryan Reynolds's. Delivery. Mm-hmm. He is a king of delivery. I'm sorry. He's like one of our current actors who is just a, an absolute master at that comedic timing and delivery. Yeah, that I agree. Sort of deadpan, dry, like matter of fact delivery. You know what I mean? But still got that, that, you know, the wit, his wit seems effortless. Yes. I think so. He's Deadpool, right? Yeah. Deadpool as a character, I think I would have liked, but I don't think I would have loved him. As much as I do, if Ryan Reynolds hadn't been the one who played yes, him, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, De- Deadpool. Appeals, talk, let's, let's talk about Deadpool yep. for a second because yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds. You're Deadpool absolutely right. appeals to me on a thousand levels, mm-hmm. right? He's funny. He's snarky. He's the mark with the mouth. He breaks the fourth wall. All the things that I like in a character. Yeah. Right. And, and that was always the character in the comic mm-hmm. books, pretty much, you know, from day one. But there's something special about the way Ryan Reynolds portrays it. It's one of those like 
um, perfect castings. You know what I mean? Like Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier or you know, Robert Downey Jr. as, as Iron Man, mm-hmm. you know, as Tony Stark. You know what I mean? It's almost like, shit, this was this person was just like born to be able to play this character. Like they didn't, he doesn't need like, they didn't need to shift. Almost like their acting is effortless because it's almost like this is who they are in real life. And mm-hmm. It's not necessarily true, but you know what I mean? No, I don't know. If you look at his Twitter and Blake, Blake Lively's Twitter, like they kind of go back and forth like yeah, that. So yeah. I think part of the reason it is effortless is because that is a major part of his personality. Like we're not going against the grain. And I think yeah. for the two of them in it's this not a movie. Stretch. Exactly. And I think you know, coming back to this, for the two of them in this movie, it was sort of a natural fit, yeah. right? They were both able to take pieces of their own personality. I'm sure it changed and evolved and whatever, but and fit in with this, which makes the roles a lot more yeah. effortless. Ronnie, there's a bathroom inside. <sighs> <laughs> the kids blast through them, blast through him. They go off screen. He's walking off screen to the left. He just turns. Ronnie, there's a bathroom inside. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's just one little quick the joy after, of boys. Oh, it's awesome. It was just one little thing after another. Uh, and then of course they're you know they're together at the end when they're just is it a mm-hmm. reprise or reprise? Reprise. 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 Okay. Reprise. And they start singing. Oh, it's just it's just so many bits of wonderful mm-hmm. throughout laid throughout this movie, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, with you know, obviously a great story, a great message, mm-hmm. you know, and multiple ones to be honest with you. Uh, like I said, well, like we talked about, you know what I mean? Um, what, what, you know, what you online presence and what you do to people and mm-hmm. you know, things like that was another. It's not just the redeemable, you can be better, you know, traditional Dickens uh, mm-hmm. story, right? There's other stories laid within it, which I think is pretty wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, like what? Well, like we're talking about, like, you know, what, you know, when you're, when you're, trashed somebody online and what can happen to you know suicide things like that that's a that's a part of the story right that's a big part of her the daughter mm-hmm. ran Friend. trying to you know become thing and what what he's trying to do with her mm-hmm. you know what i mean trying to get her to sink to his level well these are the long-term consequences i think like facing the long-term consequences of your actions much like you know marley or much like scrooge probably never really thought about it like all the people he was making go hungry or Mm -hmm. put out of work or all of those pieces it's the same thing here and also it is very different when you play that game with an adult than when you play it with a kid yes but still like but however okay but even take that out of it but still how many adult suicides have we seen this year yeah you know I mean, that's not, it's not like they're few and far between. No. I feel like in the last few days, there have been at least five or six people who have passed away. And I haven't looked at them all. And some of them have been really clear about what it is. But it's those ones that are like, they passed away. No details are immediately forthcoming. Right, right, like, right. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I think this time of year can be a particularly hard one for people. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, for as joyous as the holiday season can be. When you've lost or you're depressed or, you know, for a million different reasons, I don't want to just elicit because there are lots of different reasons. It can be really, really difficult and torturous to get through with all Mm. the images of happy families and, you know, how things are supposed to be in this version of the world that we live in. You know, it can just be too much. Yeah, absolutely. So that was, you know, it's again, that's a couple of the different storylines that go out through it. Um Basically, you know, same thing with Octavia Spencer's character, right? Like, just being able to look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, is she living her best life? Is she doing what's making her happy? 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And her having to sort of have that arc where she finally quits. Well, and she's certainly wealthy, yes. right? Like she's certainly yeah. wealthy. She's made plenty of money. Yeah. You know, she. You know, part of the first song she says is, "My mom used to clean ritzy places like this," and you know, you'd think I'd arrived, but yeah. what have I done to get here? Right. You know how how have I compromised myself? Because I used to be someone who saw so much good in everyone, mm-hmm. and now all I do is opposition research yeah. and try to find the crap. Eighth grader. Well, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's really the, like... That was the final straw. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I think it would be for anybody. Yeah. I think it would be for any person with a heart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. She's good at the, the line when she's finally like, you know, hey, your your niece, Ren, is here to see you. He's like, yeah, I'm really busy. She's like, okay, I will tell your only, your dead sister's only daughter. Your late your sister's, late sister's only, only daughter. daughter. He's like, whoa, that is some top-notch hardcore guilt tripping. Well, you emphasize late. <laughs> Perfect. Well, and he deserved it. No, he totally deserved Did it. Did you get the phone I sent? Oh, that's another line that I love. <laughs> the, there's a part where um, the niece, Ren, and mm. Owen are ice skating. Yes. And Will Farrell brings Ryan Ryan Reynolds there. And he says to him, you know, your brother's a good man, yeah. right? <laughs> Ryan Reynolds says, you know I pay for everything, right? You're gross. <laughs> He's like, you know, I paid for anything. You're gross. You're gross. And then he says, yeah, you know what? He is a good man. Yeah. And, you know, it's the change. Like, it's the gradual change that comes through that, too. And it's, I mean, also, I feel like it's Will Farrell giving him shit, which is important. Like, he needed to have that. He needed to face those things. Yes. That, yes, you contribute, but just because you pay doesn't excuse you from every other thing that's happening here. That's right. That's absolutely right. So watching that interplay, and he, he does it a lot through the movie, right? He's really, every time he has to kind of shove something in his face. Yeah. He's really good about not just shoving, but he rubs it in his face. And just the way he, the way Will Ferrell kind of tops it off every time, you know, when he's, you know, when they're, um, when they see him talking to his old boss mm-hmm. before he kind of quits, it's like, I'm just going to land on you. He's like, you did this. And he ran this company, you know, and he's got to sleep at night, basically. You know, and you did this. You basically ran into the ground with your bullshit, you know, and he just like, really rubs it in his face very, very well. But then again, so there's the comedic moments that they, that the, the timing they put into it. When Ryan Reynolds starts singing, he reverses it on him. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, basically this story is really about you and your song. And he mm-hmm. starts singing, and they end up in the soup kitchen mm-hmm. for the homeless shelter. And he's singing, and he, Will Ferrell just cuts him off mid-song. He's like, this is not a duet. He's like, what are you, five? What are you five? Get down! <laughs> what are you, five years old? Get down from there. Yeah, it was really good. That was unexpected. I didn't see that one coming. No, I think there's a lot of them you don't see coming. Yeah. Which yeah. is a great thing about this movie, mm-hmm. For right? Sure. It's not. It, there's nothing sort of formula about this movie, right? It's a Dickens, it's a Christmas Carol, excuse me. <coughs> but it's not a t- 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 formula, no, right? Like he, <coughs> you know, pieces just, you know, like there's enough to hold on to that you're familiar with. Yeah, but even like Scrooge with mm-hmm. Bill Murray, great movie, and they reference it in this movie, by the way, mm-hmm. which is my, one of my favorite things. It's very, again, it's very meta, it's self-aware, like, oh my god, when when he finally, when he does see Marley, mm-hmm. you know, he's yes. all the chains, he's like, he's like, a, a, like a Christmas carol? Like, with with Billy, like Bill Murray and, and Bobcat Goldwaite, like, screwed? He's like, yes! Like the Bill Murray movie and the one, all the other iterations that nobody asks for. 
I um one of the other things that I really like is while Marley's there trying to do his thing and present to him yes. like this do the is whole you're gonna, gonna be happen. yeah you're gonna be seen by the three spirits seen, and, and you know and he goes wait 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 excuse me I'm just a little stuck here so from all the people in the world murderers <sighs> racist people who throw gender reveal parties you have chosen me <laughs> you're haunting me yeah like there have to be worse people in the world and yeah. it's that like lack of self-awareness but also this like you know it's just that much of an ass yeah absolutely but i love that like to me that's just one of the best parts of the writing of this movie because i always find that funny when they're like they're gonna throw in the you know gender reveal party uh-huh. people i mean you got like the worst of the worst right murderers and rapists and people who throw gender reveal parties like where mm. the hell did that come from i don't from? know if he said rapists or racists i want to say but, it was rapists but I, you could be right either one either one still Both bad very bad <laughs> very bad Both yeah extremely the bad. other word i wanted to chat with you about too is um when they're in the past uh scrooge's past the guy who's in the road with the horses like that mm-hmm. i don't know if he calls him genius or dingus Oh, I always heard genius. Yeah, I think it's dingus. I've been listening to it like on the on the. I yeah. think it's dingus, which is a word. Like that's a word they would use. Mm-hmm. Dingus is a it word. Seems more than genius. It's a, yeah. it's a slang. Well, it um, makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, the side note. Um, let's do it so many times, but yeah, which that was that's still one of my favorites. Um, okay. Uh, is there anything other than the singing? Because we talked about that. Anything you didn't like about the movie? No. This will be a hard part say, because we know we yeah, love it. No, I have to say, like I liked. The singing was tough. I think that, you know, there are The songs are wonderful. Yeah, the songs are well-written. Like, they take a lot of things that are... But they're not the best vocalists. Right. I think the the songs in and of themselves, like, they have a good message. They take things that are, like... You know, they incorporate things that are, like, everyday things. They're not... The songs are not as, like... I don't know. Sometimes in musicals, it can feel very stretched and hard, and I feel like the songs flow very naturally here. Um, But, yeah, the singing is not great. Other than that, I think, you know, there's slow moments like every movie, but I don't know that there's a ton of them. No. I think it it travels at a pretty good pace. Yeah, I think so. I I think it does. Um, I wonder when they finally get around to doing the stage production if they'll add more songs. I think they'd probably need to. I, that's what I was thinking, right? Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff in the movie. Like I said, it's a little over two hours. Um, there's only 12 songs in the album. And a, yeah. couple, a couple of them, I think, right? This, I don't know if the, the, that Christmas morning feeling, um, story of your life. The story of your life plays twice, right? Mm-hmm. Marley's Haunt and then Clint's Pitch. So it's kind of twice. Yeah. Um, but I think they would have to add more because there's a lot of the movie that is like you know cinematic action. stuff and action yeah. and, and action. you know cg and you know things like that when he's doing all the transitions that you're not mm-hmm. going to get on a stage production so much you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> so i think you know they'll have to add more to fill in the song so it'll be interesting to see if it comes around we def- i think we'll you know we'll be definitely going to go see that i think if they do it it's going to have to be like a it's going to be hard gonna have to be like a minimal set kind of a like hamilton-esque production because the transitions are so quick yes well yeah because he's flying from the past to the, the, the different you know, parts of the past very, really fast yeah. from the hospital to his old yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so i don't know i mean it would make it really hard to make it a stage production yeah. in a lot of ways that you can't do on film but be that as it may yeah um i think yeah i think it was really 
you know, I think that, yeah, there definitely have to be more songs. Although I was just thinking like Encanto's not very many songs. No. And that's. Can we talk about that for a second? Because we, uh, they're, Disney Plus has the uh, Encanto at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't seen it yet. Oh, I did. I watched it. Oh, you night. did. Oh, you did watch it. Okay. Because I watched it before you did and you were very upset. But um, I loved it. Did you love it? Mm-hmm. I was disappointed in two things. What were they? Do you know? No. Bruno's not there and neither is Camilo. Yeah. The actual actors who played them, you know, Johnny Legs mm-hmm. and, um, oh God, what's his name? So he's famous. Um, the other guy, they didn't come back to do it. So I was a little disappointed in that. I understand. I mean, I get it. People, you know, schedules, and that must have been um, a nightmare to schedule to get all those people back. Also, when you at, think at about one like time. what, but when you think about like what John Leguizamo particularly had very few, like had very little that he sang, and yeah. Camillo as well. Yeah. Like, really had very few lines. <clears throat> no, I know. I know. But there's definitely some parts where they, they should have been there. Like yeah. Like, they would be in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That didn't ruin it for me. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, it didn't ruin it. I just kind of felt like there was, there was just a little something missing, mm-hmm. if you will. Not not ruined by any side. I thought it was mm-hmm. wonderful. Everybody sounded great. Um, it just, you know, there's just a little bit that's, of... little something missing for me. That's all. Yeah, that's, that's a all. whole other podcast. Yeah. Anyway. But... Um, that that's on that. Okay, so back to Spirited. Are we gonna watch it again tonight? Well, we have pretty much every night. I so. mean, pretty much, right? Like right. At this point, is it, is it something we we watch when we go to bed? Like when we just kind of like yeah. let let I'm play, like just chilling. Yeah, yeah, we just kind of chill. Now, you know, before we had to watch it continuously because we wanted to see every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Now it's one of those ones that end up watching us because we know it so well. Mm-hmm. If we can go to sleep to it at night, it's just a wonderful. It's just that type of movie. So, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, I apologize that we spared it, that we spoiled the hell out of it. But uh, that's your fault. You should have listened after. Go watch but the you movie first. See it. Yeah. <laughs> but you definitely should see it, and then uh, uh, let us know what you think. Um, we want to hear from people. We want to hear what people think of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, drop us a line, you know, on our social media because I want to post this up on our Instagram, obviously our Facebook, things like that. So let us know what you thought of the movie itself. Uh, we'd love to hear from you on that. Any final words on Spirited? Nope. That's it. You're good. I'm good. All Those right. Are all the words I have. That's all the words you have. Well, I I appreciate it. Thank you, Amy, and I'll say good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Two little words will change your mm-hmm. tune. <laughs> Good afternoon. Um, so that was it, gang. We we really appreciate listening. Um, drop us a line at Apple uh, Podcast. Let us know what you think. Uh, drop us a review if you would be so kind. We'd love to hear from you. Um, also through our YouTube channel, uh, you can do that and leave some comments. We've been getting some good comments on our YouTube channel, which is great. Uh, that's been growing. So thank you for those who have been uh, listening and watching on our YouTube channel. We're going to continue to do more and add more to that as well and really uh, flesh that out. We'd really like to do more, do some more live videos and things like that. Um, I Offline, I'll ch- chat with you about somebody else I got contacted by to do a interview. So we'll talk about that afterward. But um, anyway, gang, so look forward. As I said, for the rest of the month of January and into February, we're going to be doing Freaky Friday with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and, and um, Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing Vice Versa with Judge Reinhold and uh, uh, Fred Savage. Uh, one of my favorites, we're going to be doing Like Father, Like Son with Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore. And uh, I know, right? <laughs> Scrunchy face. Oh, that's one of my favorite movies growing up. And uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, we're going to be doing Trading Places with the three geeky dads, all four of them. Uh, so that's going to be great. They're going to come up to the school and uh, we're all podcast in one big room together. So that's kind of an adventurous thing there's going to be eight of us 
And how many mics? Eight. We'll have eight. I think I have. I think I have eight. If I bring these two, I think I have six at the school, and these two. Oh Jesus! Okay. Yeah, I can just from the mixer. I can just split. I can okay. split. I can split all four channels into two channels each right. and that's, two mics each. So that's irrelevant. Yeah. No. Just saying. Yeah. We'll, we'll be able to handle that. Everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. will have their own mic, but you know, we're sharing a channel. So not that I do a whole lot of editing with it. I like a little raw dog anyway, just to pop up the volume a little bit, and that's about all I do. So I like it au natural. This, this podcast just got dark. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh-huh. Good afternoon. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. We are Entertainment Rants at EntertainmentRants.com. We'll see you soon, everybody. Hashtag, what are we going to do? Let's rant. Let's rant. We'll talk it out. Good afternoon.